Hey, it's Amy with intuitivecoachingwithamy.com. This is going to be a special show. I'm going to talk about limiting beliefs for creatives so that, um, and I'm going to go through a long list of limiting beliefs that are floating around our society that many creatives have bought into that keep them from showing up for themselves. And some of these beliefs are just kind of hanging out in the background of your consciousness, slowing you down. So I'm going to go through these. It's one of my favorite things to do in session with a client is to help them rearrange their their beliefs so that they are creating space so they can have what they want. Because if you're holding a limiting belief about being a professional anything, then no matter what you are, you're going to get in your way. So we're, this show is specifically for creatives, any creative, anybody that identifies as creative, that makes any type of art um, that comes from you, essentially. We're going to break that down and um, clean up those beliefs. So get comfortable. Um, I love, uh, you're going to get... Um, the way I'm going to do it is I'm going to read the belief and then I'm going to talk myself out of it. And and this is something I do in my personal life. And again, it's something I, I help clients do as well. You don't have to hold on to any limiting belief. In case you're new to my program, I'm an intuitive and a coach. I, I don't say this enough. I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur. Or business owner is what I prefer. I, I prefer that over entrepreneur. And I have two parts of my business. I'm an intuitive coach. I work one-on-one -on -one with people. And I am a creative. I write and publish romance novels independently. And I sell them to people. <laughs> and I've built a life doing that. And... and I just felt that that was my calling and, and I've pursued it and I've pursued it and I've made it work and I've made it work and I've thrived and I've thrived. And I know a lot of these beliefs I'm going to bring up are ones that I held. These, a lot of these beliefs are ones I look at every day to keep myself going so that I can sell the books I need to sell so that I can attract the business that I want to attract. And so I help people do that. You don't have to be a multi-passionate entrepreneur, but if you are, I understand that unique journey and, um, and I can guide you in that process or say there's one thing you want to do and you want to do it well, or maybe you're already doing it and you want to do it better, then I would love to support you. Information on my services can be found at intuitivecoachingwithamy.com. Pay extra close attention to the Elevate Intuitive Coaching Package. All right, let's talk about limiting beliefs for creatives. So as I said in my introduction, I'm going to go through my list of common limiting beliefs. I think I want to make this font really big so it's easier as I'm going through. So I'm going to read the belief, and then I'm going to use the process that I typically use in my own life and with clients to disprove the belief. Ready? Okay. Creatives are broke. It's a common belief circling our society. Creatives are broke. Well, now I'm going to talk out of it. So first of all, 
why this statement is not true is broke is a state of being and it can be applied to any profession. So there can be prosperous creatives and there can be broke creatives. It's just a choice. It's just a way of pursuing life. It's just a, a state of mind. It's a, it's a being, if you will. And so broke can be applied to anybody just as wealthy can be applied to any profession. So just because you're a creative does not mean you are going to be broke. Continuing on that, there are lots of creatives in this world who are not broke. Lots of them. And we see them all the time. And um, I know if you use that to talk yourself out of it, of course, then it's going to be like, well, they're successful. We're going to cover that belief as well. So it is not true. It is a lie that creatives are broke. And it is a lie that because you're in a creative profession, you will be broke. Lie, lie, lie. Next limiting belief. You're not a real creative unless you're being paid or supported by a big corporation. This is maybe in the realm of getting a book deal. This is in the realm of working for a major studio, being repped by a major gallery, being in a museum. You're not a real creative unless somebody big says you are a real creative. That is a lie. There are lots of creatives selling their work and supporting themselves and they're not being paid by a big corporation or supported by um, a big organization. It's so interesting. So I'm really into this show. I'm going to sidebar a little bit. I'm into the show P-Valley. I just got into it. And that, I will say, that was some good marketing because I would have never watched that show if they just didn't keep showing it to me. Like stars did such a good job with that marketing. I pay attention to all of this because I'm a businesswoman. They just kept showing it to me and kept showing it to me and kept showing it to me. And it wasn't even like I heard somebody else say, watch it. But finally I was like, let me just, let me just take a look and see. And I am in love with it. It's so well done. So well done. So well done. Brilliant, brilliant writing. Not what you think by the title and, and, yeah, it, you can make up a whole story about what it's about, but it's far more in-depth and complex than than what I thought, right? So um, I was looking up the actor that plays Uncle Clifford. Um, it's a non-binary character in the show. and But he, the actor, he was talking about, he's been playing this role of Uncle Clifford in theaters for over a decade. Um, before the show got picked up to be turned into a television series. And he was talking, his parents would say to him, like, when he first got cast in the, because he had to re-audition for the TV show, when he got cast, his parents were like, oh, gosh, you're, you know, now you're blessed. And he's like, oh, I, I felt blessed before. I was an actor working in the theaters in, in New York and in Brooklyn. I was supporting myself. I lived alone. I was doing work I loved. I felt like I was blessed then. And so what his parents were doing were they were playing out that limiting belief that you're not successful until somebody else, some big corporation, some big institution says you are. And that's a lie. You can be well supported as a creative, no matter what your backing is. You could be your backing. Like I finance all of my projects 
I feel successful, especially the few times that I listen to industry um, statistics about what people sell. I'm like, oh, I I do that from my living room, you know? So you do not need a big organization backing you to suddenly be deemed successful as a creative. And it's just better to let that belief go. I want you to hold the belief that you can be successful no matter what. No matter what, you can be successful. All right, next. I shouldn't have to spend money to be a successful creative. This limiting belief is connected to running the business, meaning I shouldn't have to invest in ads. I shouldn't have to invest in marketing. I shouldn't have to invest in events. That's a lie. You spend money to make the art, even writing. Like I still, like it is an investment to put work in the world. You invest in your skill set. You invest in the production of your work. And you invest in the marketing of it. You're a business. If you're creative right now, I don't care what stage you are in your career. I want you to raise your hand, put it over your heart and say, I'm a creative and I'm a business because you are. And so just like you people put money into their business, you have to put money into your business as being a creative. I'm a creative and I'm a business. No matter what the path you go on, because even if you get a TV show, that TV show can go away. You're still a business, right? And when I say go away, it doesn't mean it gets canceled. TV shows have limited runs, right? Maybe seven years is the max, especially now. They're they're producing shorter and shorter shows. So what do you do after that? You're a business. You're in charge of your career. You're in charge of what you do next. So yes, you will spend money to be successful as a creative and just accept it. And if you're, if you're holding the belief that you shouldn't have to, then maybe you need to rethink being a professional creative. Maybe you need to rethink being in business for yourself. I know that there was a brief period in internet land when the socials first became a thing and people could use those platforms for free and build followings. But that was what the the social media companies, which are businesses, wanted us to do, right? So when they started implementing charging, we'd feel like, oh, yeah, of course I got to pay for it. I've just built this whole following. Now I have to pay. There's There's no free way to run a business. There, there are lower cost ways. There are budget friendly ways. There are ways that make sense to whatever budget you have. Believe me, there were definitely times where I didn't have any money to put into marketing the books, but I was posting where I could post. I was still telling people I was using every resource that I had. My spirit guides are jumping in there saying, yes, you did. There was always times where I was investing some money into selling my books, even when I first started. Same, even my website, your website costs money. So yeah, expect to spend money if you're a creative running a business. That's cool. And you get to decide what the budget is. You get to focus on profitability. There's no, oh, I'm at the mercy of something outside of myself as to how much money I have to spend to sell my stuff. No, you get to set your budget and work within that budget. Yeah. Next limiting belief circulating our society, being a creative isn't a real job. 
That's a lie. If you decide it's a real job, it's a real job, period. That's it. You decide it's a real job and then it becomes a real job. If you're waiting for somebody outside of you to say, oh, you have a real job now, you could be waiting forever. And everybody has different opinions about <laughs> creative people, you know, what their job is. The only person that knows what your job is, is you. So you do, you validate you, you make yourself real, and then it is so. Next limiting belief circulating our society. It's hard to make money as a creative. Lie, 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 lie. It's not any harder than any other business on the freaking planet, period. That's it. You have to tell people. That's it. You have to run a business. That's it. So it's not any harder because you decided, well, it's harder if you decide it's harder, but it's not any harder for creatives than anybody else, any other profession. We all have to go out there and figure it out. Even doctors, like if you really start, you know, if you step away from the stereotypical definition of like, or archetype of a doctor, like, oh, doctors are so wealthy. But in actuality, a lot of doctors are, are getting by, you know, I'm not saying that they're not well paid, but there's a journey there, you know, given the, the amount of work they have to put into getting all of their licenses and their education, it's a journey, you know? So it's not, being a creative is not any different than being a doctor in terms of hard to make money. It's just a decision, right? It's just a decision. Next limiting belief circulating our society, our creative society, is I'm not good at marketing. Well, get good, right? <laughs> get good, right? There are people who have jobs who are like, oh, I'm so not good at interviewing. They still get jobs, right? I'm so not good at writing resumes. They still figure out how to get jobs. So marketing is is like our resume and our um, our interviewing, right? And so you just, you get good at it. You do the best you can. And when you are authentic, no matter how terrible you are at marketing, quote unquote, your right people are going to be like all in, right? You've decided you're terrible, but your right people are going to be like, yes, I want it. It's so great. You know, now that I think about it, like, yeah, you need, you don't have to be that good at marketing to do well. Because I was like, I sold a lot of books, not knowing anything about marketing in terms of uh, when I first launched my first book, which is still my, to this day, my best selling of the book so far. I, I didn't have a budget at that time. Like I had just in, really put a lot of money into the book. And so I didn't have a, I didn't have a big budget and I still sold a lot of books. So you don't have to be good at marketing. You don't have to be good at marketing to be good in your profession as a creative. So just let that belief go. Selling is sleazy. Uh, that's just, <laughs> selling is always happening around us all the time. Are there sleazy salesmen? Absolutely. But there are sleazies in every profession, right? It doesn't mean that the whole act of selling is sleazy. No, it's not sleazy at all. 
Next limiting belief. I, I will annoy people by promoting my work all the time. No, you won't. I just told you stars promoted P Valley to me over and over and over again. And I was like, okay, finally I clicked in. It was like, this is all good. Right? No, that's just what we have to do. It's just what we have to do. And honestly, if you look at, I think all of us can say we've seen a progressive commercial homeowners becoming their parents. Like we can probably quote those commercials because they play often. Right. And so, um, no, it's not sleazy to sell your services. It's not sleazy to sell your art. It's not sleazy to sell your creative work. It's not sleazy to sell your abilities. That's what you have to do. Everything, the resume is selling, right? You going in for an interview with a job, that's you're selling yourself. So no, selling is not sleazy. And it's such an ignorant belief. That, that, that's, that was my initial sigh when I read that. I was like, ugh, that is so ignorant. It's not sleazy. It's a part of life. We sell on dates, right? When we're on a date and we really like somebody, like it's all about being authentic. It's all about being real. If you're lying to people, yeah, that's sleazy, but lying is not a requirement for selling. No, you can be deeply honest and sell very well. Next limiting belief is circulating the creative community. I annoy people. I'll annoy people by promoting my work all the time. No, no, no. Did I do that one already? No, you won't. Self-promotion is egotistical. <sighs> That's like the sleazy one. No, it's not. No, it's not. Self-promotion for your job that you support yourself with is just doing business just doing your job. That's your job. If you're creative, you got to promote yourself. That's just your job. If you're in business, you have to promote yourself. That's just your job. It's not egotistical. It's not even a reflection of you. It's just a part of the job. Building an audience is hard. Well, first of all, this, this particular limiting belief implies that you need an audience to sell to that you have to build an audience. I don't think you do. You just need to find the right people who want what you have to offer. They don't ever have to come together in some semblance of an audience. Yeah, no, you, you don't. Just sell your stuff. Just focus on selling your stuff. Building an audience is not required. And building an audience doesn't have to be hard. You, you can create ways in which you can bring people together energetically, maybe on an email list, maybe um, at a live event, maybe at an um, online event. There, there are ways to create a, like a fan-like environment, or you don't have to do it that way, and you can still have fans. <laughs> you know? Like, I don't. <laughs> I really don't because, you know, I, I, I just don't want to manage it. I, you know, I think about like Dave Matthews band. I'm a huge Dave Matthews band fan. They have a very organized fan center, right? That's a part of their business that they, you know, you pay X number of dollars a month or a year or it might be monthly, but 
I think the last time I was a warehouse member, it was yearly. And you get all these perks. They build this system and this platform for fans to interact with each other and go to shows and connect. And and it's really beautiful. I I personally, as a business owner, don't want to do that. And so it doesn't mean I won't be successful. So building an audience is not hard if that's what you want to do. And you don't have to have an audience per se to be successful. Next, independent creatives aren't taken seriously. Uh, This goes back to like, oh, you need to be repped by a major organization in order to be a legitimate creative. No. Again, it's just a lie. Independent creatives are taken seriously if they take themselves seriously, right? That's it. And um, there are people who don't realize how much creative people can build a business given now our access to the internet and social media. So I've learned to just kind of excuse their ignorance, but that's just ignorance. So you can totally be an independent creative and be serious. (laughs) Be totally and completely serious. A real serious business. Um, But it's a lie to think that if you're independent, that you won't be taken seriously. Next limiting belief, I don't have the money or resources to sell my work. You find it. (laughs) You know, I I was thinking about that today. I was like, oh, you know, I was thinking about my last book release. I, you know, I invested quite a bit in my editing team, in my cover design. And when I say my editing team, I might have four, four to five eyes, professional eyes on the work before it's released. And I have to pay all those people. I always figure out how to do it. So, and and some are, are, are some of that is at a higher price point, you know? But even when I remember right after my divorce and I was in LA, I I think I just told this story on a podcast and it was a time where I was not feeling prosperous. I still, I was working, I was in, I was getting ready to release a book. Not only did I finish a book during that time, I found a way to get it edited. I paid people then. So I just found people that worked in the price point that were available. I interviewed them. I found the right people. So you don't have to spend a lot of money or have a lot of resources to sell your work. You just have to sell it. You just have to make it and sell it and you figure it out. It's a lie. You just figure it out. And that's everything in life. You figure it out. I don't know why we don't take that approach to money, that money shows up. It's just a tool. We figure it out. That's it. Um, Next limiting belief, I'll be humiliated if I promote myself or sell lots of my work. Um, Who says? Who's going to humiliate you? (laughs) Now, you know, are there mean people in the world? Yeah. Uh, Just decide you're not available for them. Say you're only, tell yourself, I'm only selling to the fan. And you will naturally start to do your business in that way. You will start seeking out where your fan might be. If you hold the belief that a fan exists, a customer exists, a buyer exists, and I'm going to find them. 
And yeah, there's no, there's no trick to all of this. So you're not going to be humiliated if you promote yourself or sell lots of your work. Everybody gets to have an opinion about whatever they want to have an opinion about. You don't have to listen to their opinion and you don't have to be available for it. You don't have to allow it in your experience. You don't have to even notice or be aware of it because for every quote unquote celebrity, because I think this is probably rooted in like a, a, a celebrity creative, a, a celebrity is a celebrity, right? They want to be a celebrity and there's a whole routine around that. It has nothing to do with whatever their, their, creative choices, if anything, right? So that, so they want all those eyes on them in that way, in that way. And so, yeah, they, you know, then they get, they open the door for gossip and silliness and right. But just because you are a creative person doesn't mean that you have to be a celebrity to be successful. So no, it is a lie that you'll be humiliated if you promote yourself or sell lots of your work. Who's going to humiliate you? It's like saying, oh, if I get a job, I'm going to be humiliated. Who says? Yeah, there are shitty people everywhere, but we have to, you know, we, we navigate that. And then we get clear that we don't want shitty people in our world. And we say to the universe, keep the shitty people out of my life. And you will start to see that they don't show up anymore. <laughs> uh, Okay, next. I am not famous, a nobody. Why would people buy my work? It's a limiting belief. I am not famous, a nobody. Why would people buy my work? Who says you have to be famous, right? We, we buy things all the time and we, we don't know who made it, right? Um, fame is a choice. Fame is a choice. And you can still be successful without fame and you can also be really broke and famous thanks to <laughs> the internet. <laughs> so, um, I don't think, I don't think that your ability to sell and people to buy from you has anything to do with your fame. It's a limiting belief. It's a lie. People will really kill me if I sell or promote my work. Uh, no, you're not available for those people. We make work for people who will love and enjoy it, who will be moved by it, right? That's why we do this. So if that's the whole intention behind what we're up to, then why are we even thinking about the jerk that's going to say something negative about our work? Don't think about them. Don't be available for them. Now in saying that, if you are selling on a platform where reviews <laughs> are required on the platform and required in the sense that it's on your sales page, then on that, you have to figure out how to manage that. But that's just a business strategy that has nothing to do with, with, it has nothing to do with the quality of your work and it's nothing to do with the inevitableness of people ridiculing you. I hope that makes sense. Like, it's just like, I sell on Amazon and I have reviews I've talked about here and it's on my freaking sales page. So if I'm driving traffic to that page, I want it to look the way I want it to look to the degree to which I can. So I do have to invest in 
there are review services. So I have to invest in that process. It's a business model. Just like somebody set up a business so that authors can get reviews and they charge authors for this service. It, the same for anything else. But outside of that, that's a very unique way of selling. But outside of that, you don't really have to be open to people's opinions about your work. You're selling to the people who want what you have to offer and keep your mind rooted in that. So it's a lie that people will ridicule you if you sell or promote your work. All right, I'm a new creative and I have to work my way up. Uh, who cares what where you're at in your journey? <laughs> you know, this whole work your way up, like it's that A, that's taken from like a corporate structure where you, you climb the corporate ladder, but that doesn't apply to being a, in a creative business. That's a particular business style and a, a particular um, career path, right? You don't have to apply that same thought process to being a creative. So there is no working your way up. It's just being in your business. That's it. It's just telling people that you exist. It's making work. So release the belief that because you're new, you're inadequate in some way because it's just not true. Okay, next limiting belief. You have to find that one thing that will make you a hit. Oh my God, it, like what is a hit, right? <laughs> you know, um, how are you defining that? And um, who says you, it has to be this one thing? Like you could be chasing that one thing for your whole entire life. Just do your business. You don't, there's no finding the thing. You may have to find your lane, right? Uh, my swear kids are saying that most people come out of the gate knowing what their lane is. They just get scared. Um, so yeah, you already know what your lane is. Find your lane and work that lane. And if you are constantly jumping lanes or doing different things, and you might be chasing somebody else's definition of success instead of your own. And I would say get centered, get clear, be willing to reflect, and then make your choices and decisions from there. But you don't need a one thing, right? to be successful. Great creatives are born, not made. That's another limiting belief. Great creatives are born, not made. I made myself into a writer. I made myself into a two of coach. So this is silly that, yes, I do think that, that we are all born with some natural talents, skills, and ability, but every, every successful person developed their talent. They developed that skill. So it just, be, you don't have to be born something, right? You, you develop it, you work it, you pursue it, you're lit up by it, you get better and better at it, period. Charging a high price scares buyers away. You get to charge whatever you want. Um, and maybe it might scare some buyers away. Who cares? Th those aren't your buyers if you want to charge a high price. Uh, what I figured out about pricing is it has nothing to do with how much money is available and how much money people will spend. People will, they're people at every price point. And so you just have to figure out what price feels right and true to you. That's it. And put it out there. Don't think about other people's pocketbooks. 
oh my God, that would be so much work. So you not only running your life, your business, you're making your art, then you have to think about every human on the planet's finances and, and try to match your business up to that. That is, God would not require that of us. That would be so much work. So charging a high price scares buyers away. Maybe a few, but that if you're charging a price that, that works for your business, then that buyer is not the right buyer for you. You don't need to sell to everyone. You need to sell to the people that are aligned with your work and they're going to buy it at any price point. Kid you not, Dave Matthews tickets go up year after year after year. And I have always found a way to buy a Dave Matthews ticket. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the price. And I'm happy to do it. Like, I feel like I can't wait till I sit front row at Pearl Jam and I just paid $10,000 for that ticket. Mm, that I look, mm, that's so exciting to me. And that is my journey, right? So high prices don't scare people away. It's a lie. Next limiting belief that cir circles the community. Uh, I'm not an extra, I'm not, I'm not an extrovert, so I can't sell. Uh, again, this is silly too. It's a stereotype that extroverts are, are the only salesmen in this world, but actually introverts are just as good. They just sell in a way that feels right and true to them. I'm a total introvert and I sell in a way that feels right and true to me. So it doesn't matter whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, you can still sell. Selling is just a skill set. And that skill set can be developed. And really, it's just telling people. And um, anybody can tell somebody else about what they're up to. That's it. So that's a lie. <laughs> Marketing or advertising too much will irritate buyers. Again, a lie, lie, lie. I think that this belief is keeps coming up on this list like we're only... 20 into this list and there are 137 on on the list. I'm not going to do them all. I wanted to do them all, but that's me being ambitious. Um, there's this misperception that telling people over and 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 over again will irritate them. No. That is a lie. It's just a lie. It's just a lie. Again, we've all seen the progressive commercial and it plays all the time. We know all the different progressive commercials, right? We know the Geico little dude, right? A little lizard guy. We know, I know the one that I've been seeing a lot is the Tom Brady, you know, um, one of the car rental companies. I think it's budget. I would know it by sight because it's bright yellow. They do a really good job with their branding. Um, it's just part of business. You tell people over and 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 over again. They used to say it takes seven touches to, to reach, you know, your buyer or get a buyer interested. I, I think it's now, I think it's way more because we, we're all consuming media in a different way. And so just keep telling people. I know like some of the, the 
the coaches I follow and leaders, thought leaders I follow, the last day of a launch for them, they're sending three emails. I, I went recently because I was, I was, you know, I tell myself this too, too. I'm like, oh, I can't over email my list. And so I went through recently and one of the thought leaders that I follow, I was like, wait a minute, I think I get an email from her every day. And so I actually like, because I, I typically just hit archive um, in my phone. I'll, I'll, that's where I check email the most. So I'll archive it instead of delete it because it just seems easier. And so I, I pulled them all. I searched in my inbox and I pulled them all up and I, I wrote down all the dates. And pretty much over a two-week period, other than a couple of days, she had sent an email. Did I unsubscribe? No. Like three of my emails were subscribed to her, <laughs> to her. And if I want to read it, I read it. And if I don't, I don't. We, we, we think that we, we can control other people. We can't. And if somebody's irritated, that's their choice. But why hold your, yourself back from making the money you need to make because you're afraid of some feeling some person might have that you have absolutely no control over. So no, marketing and advertising too much will not irritate a buyer. That's silly. Don't buy into that. Tell people about what you do and tell them often. Uh, I will do a few more. My spirit guides are saying, turn this into a three-part. Um, you know what I'll say? If you're finding this helpful and you would want me to do the rest of the list, I this is a very rare that I do this. Send me an email and I'll do No, I, and don't send me an email because I don't want to check it. I love you. Um, send me an email if you want to talk about how we could work together, by all means, yes. But oh, I'll decide if I want to do the rest of the list. I do want to do the rest of the list. Where there's a part of me, I'm like, wow, I'm really doing some work with people on this call. So that's my insecurity. So I'll get over it right now in this moment. Next, indie creatives can't make any money. Any indie creatives can't make any money. Again, that's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. All of these systems for you to are were invented so that you could promote yourself, so that you could put your work in the world. So of course you can make money. Of course you can make money. Um, unless you make a certain type of art or creative work, you can't make a living. Uh, that's a limiting belief. Um, it's just, again, it's another lie. Lie, lie, lie. You have to make what you're called to make. Like I, I used to see that in the author business, like, oh, right to market. The market could change by the time I get a book out. Like it takes me six months full production on a book. From from the first page, first written word to release, it takes me exactly six months. The market could change. What you don't write to market, write what feels true to you. Make what feels true to you. The the work we love, the work we love, the, the most celebrated works on this planet are works by people who just did what they were inspired and pumped up to do. Do that. Do it your own way. That is what excites people. That's what invigorates people. That's the stuff where you're just like, oh my God, that is so good. So 
believing that you have to make a certain type of art or your work won't sell, only these things sell. It's just holding yourself back. You can make a living because you decide you want to make a living making your work and putting it in the world. That's it. You decide that you want to make a living. You decide. All right, next limiting belief. It takes a long time to get people to buy stuff. Long time, short time, how do you know, right? You know, so it's, again, if somebody buys from you, that is their personal choice. You can't convince them either way. All you're doing is just letting people know that you exist, letting people know what you have to offer. That's your only job. However long it takes them or not takes them, you would drive yourself crazy thinking about that. So don't let that hold you up because, oh, it takes a long time to get people to buy stuff. I know I just said like marketing knowledge says it takes seven touches and I think it actually takes more, but you don't know where those touches were, right? You know, somebody might see your post on Instagram and then a friend tells them the next day about, about just happen to see it too and likes your work and somebody else. And then that's the seven touches. We're not in charge of all the seven touches. We're not in charge of the 13 touches, the 15 touches. We're not in charge of any of that. All we're responsible for is putting our, putting our work out, letting people know that we have something for sale in a very consistent way. That's it. So don't worry about timing. God's in control of the timing anyway. Yeah. <laughs> oh, limiting beliefs. And these are the things we think that keeps us from showing up. I was thinking of some of this junky shit earlier today. And I was like, girl, no, you know how this works. And what you do is you have to constantly keep reminding yourself that that is a limiting belief. That is not fact. Poke holes in anything that's keeping you from showing up in the world, right? I just did it now here. I was like, oh, maybe people aren't finding this helpful. Well, I'm feeling inspired to put it out, this content out. So that's enough. I want to do it. So that's the sign. But even just here on this program, I was trying to get you to convince me by sending me an email, which then I realized like, on a practical level, I don't want to read those emails. So, but we all do it. So don't feel bad if you're holding these beliefs, but if you're hearing the passion in my voice, it's because these beliefs are so terrible because of the result they create in our world. They keep us from showing up. They keep us from doing what we're called to do. Now that I say this to you, you are going to see three back-to-back -back podcasts because I think it's going to take me at least three shows to get through this whole list. And I'm doing this because I deeply believe that this is what keeps people from their greatness. This is what keeps you from making the money you want to make. This is what keeps you from advancing because I do believe that we, we need to sell what we've made so we can make more stuff. Not so we can, but the, the natural evolution, we sell it, we make more, we sell it, we make more. And every time we make something, we get better and better and better. We see the world from a different perspective. We see our creativity from a different perspective. We get better and better and better every time. So do you see that when you're holding these beliefs, it keeps you not only from sharing your work with the people who really, really want it, 
it's going to make their day. It's going to raise their spirits. It's going to lift their vibration. But it's also keeping you from advancing in your life, not just supporting yourself, but creatively. We need to be making when we're makers, right? So sell it, make it, sell it, make it, sell it, make it. Yeah? All right. Next limiting belief. The market is oversaturated. Um, lie, 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 lie. This applies also to people in the spiritual business because it's easy to feel like the market is oversaturated. No, I believe this is my belief. All of us have been called because we are needed. Period. So the market's not oversaturated. There's a need for all of us. And those who aren't really in it to win it, they're going to fall by the wayside anyway. So it's not oversaturated. I think we're all needed at this time. I'm a creative. I'll never be good at sales. Get good. And it's really just telling people about your work, them showing up and paying you, and then you keeping track of that sell. That's it. <laughs> it's not hard. It, it, you just tell people, just share, just tell people, tell people, tell people. So start rearranging your thought process that built into being a creative is selling your work. Built into being a creative is selling your work. Built into being a creative is selling your work, period, right? Just like a doctor who goes to medical school, they know they have to interview for jobs right? It's the same process, right? They know, like they could say, oh, well, I just did all this medical training, but I'm not good at, at interviewing and, and writing a resume and, you know, asking people for references. So guess my life is just done. No, they figure that shit out. Hire, if you need to hire somebody to do your sales, hire somebody to do your sales. If you need to take a course, if you need to train with someone, I can help you with your sales. Get good at it to the best of your ability. You don't have to compare your skill set to anybody else. You just have to feel good about your ability to let people know about what you're up to. That's it. I'm not going to hit my sales target this month. That is a limiting belief. Now, this particular limiting belief, I'm not going to hit my sales target. I'm not going to hit my sales target. That becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy if you continue to say that. And so you just decide that you're going to hit your sales target. That's it. There's nothing, no outside force keeping you from hitting your sales target, but you. And if you're not hitting your sales target, say you want to sell X number of paintings or I want to sell X number of books, I have to say, hey, you have to set the goal and you have to feel good about that goal. No matter what the goal is, you have to feel good about it and you have to believe in it to the degree to which you need to believe in it, right? You can have a mustard seed of belief and it'd be fine. And then you have to make it your mission to hit that goal. That's it. Hold yourself accountable to that goal. Then you hit your sales target every month. Hold yourself accountable. Yeah. That's it. That's how you hit your sales target. You set a target and then you work at that target until you hit it. That's it. I have to be famous to have a viable career. Um, I've already broken this down to you. Fame is not required to have a viable career. You can be famous and have no career. 
and you can have a viable career and all the right people know who you are and they don't ever connect or talk to each other. And it's not like you're in constant conversation, but you have a viable career and a, um, I love hearing actors talk about, you know, you know, um, how they've been acting for a long period of time, decades, right? They had, you know, they had a mortgage, they had a life, they were supporting themselves as an actor, and then they did something that maybe was really popular. And people are like, oh, where did you come from? And they're like, I've been in this business forever, living my life. There are lots of creatives who are supporting themselves well, right? You know, who are doing well. And maybe we don't know their names, but that doesn't make their career any less viable, right? And especially in this day and age, people are into what they're into. So yeah, oftentimes people aren't going to know what, you know, names, you know, what somebody else is really into. Somebody else may not even have heard of them. That's fine. But so stop attaching your ability to be successful in your career to fame. All right. Selling selling creative is hard. Selling creative work is hard. It's only hard if you believe it's hard. So I would encourage you to just eradicate that belief from your consciousness. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Selling is not hard. I can't charge that much. You can charge whatever the fuck you want to charge as long as you feel good about it. Whatever you want to charge as long as you feel good about it. I have been in more freaking marketing type business classes about pricing and doing things. And it's, you get to charge what you want to charge. I, I'm going to do a show. I keep telling myself it's on the list of, of topics on pricing here because I just think it's information people need. I share it often with clients on, in my one-on-one -on -one work, but I'm just like, that needs to be public information. Charge what you want to charge and feel good about it and do the work to feel good about it. And that may mean you have to play with some different price points until you feel like, oh yeah, that's my price, right? I do it all the time. I, I play with price points all the time in my book business. And I, now I'm very clear. I'm like, that's the price that works. That's the price that works. And I, I'm good with that right now. Yeah, your pricing is your own. If you're basing your pricing on anybody outside of yourself, you could easily wind up not making enough money to support yourself, not making enough money to cover your costs, right? Base your pricing on you. Know your numbers, know what you need, know what feels right and true to you. And if you're feeling squirrely about a number because of this limiting belief that you can't charge that much, do the work around it. Clean up your consciousness until you feel good about it. It's just a belief and a belief can always be changed. Next, people only buy discount creative works. <sighs> this is very much like you can't charge much, too much. Um, certain people buy discount stuff. That's just a, it's just a type of consumer. There are lots of different types of consumer. So don't, don't base your choices and decisions on this one little strip of consumer that may not ever even move in the world of buying what you have to offer, right? They may buy like tchotchke stuff and never have a, a beautiful piece of art or read books or, you know, they, they're doing their own thing in their own way. Don't think about them as you are, don't think about anybody other than being centered and you want to attract the people who will most be moved 
aligned reson resonate with your work. And maybe there are some discount people in that group, so they may not buy from you. That's fine. They will eventually. They will eventually. They will eventually. I'll tell you that. They will eventually. If they are being drawn to your work, if they're into it, if they're watching it, you know, they're consuming your free content or they're going to your shows or they're, um, they will eventually buy from you, period. They will. So just keep showing up, keep showing up, keep showing up. It's not your job to, it's not your job to know the timing of when a sale is going to come through from a particular human. Um, so just keep them in the pipeline. They can stay in the pipeline for 20 years. You don't care. They'll show up and buy when they're, they're ready. There's lots of other people that are ready to buy and they're not, they don't have to be looking for a discount. Yeah. Um, if you are a successful creative, you are a target. Another limiting belief. If you are a successful creative, you are a target. Uh, a target of what? Like, who is this person? Like, but we all have these beliefs, right? Like, it's so fun going through them because I have them too, right? Um, no. I think that, again, that's associating being a creative with fame. And fame is not required for you to have a viable career. So, or... If, being a target and fame doesn't have to be connected either. We're making a, bridging a lot of connections that don't need to be there. Yes, there are the notorious people in our society that make headlines, but then there are a lot of people who don't have any scandals, right? Who don't who who aren't being ridiculed by you know some person, right? Um, one thing I will say, and and this this is something I've noticed that people who are who want to be famous um who become targets on some level they're admitting something energetically some belief some thought some way of speaking where they are inciting being a target whether they're conscious of it or not and i'm not making them wrong but I've just kind of, because this is, you know, definitely a limiting belief of mine. I'm like, oh, no. Because <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I like my life. But I'm well known. I've always been well known my whole life. I, I was very popular in school. People knew who I was. Was I in the popular crew? No, but everybody knew who who Amy Yancey was. Like, yeah. So um, it's just my energy. But that doesn't mean I'm going to be a target. So, but I think people who are well-known, who hold the energy that they're going to be a target, they become a target. If they, they, or they, they enter into the vibration that incites people to target them. That's, that's, again, whether they're conscious of it or not. So just don't do that. Like, just be yourself and yeah, just be yourself and be aware of, of, of how much access you want to give the world to you. And in no way am I saying censor yourself, but just like we don't, like, I don't tell you every single second of my day, just be mindful of what you say. You don't have to put it all out there. Right. And you don't have to put it out there where you think it might ruffle somebody's feathers. Like, you, it's just good communication. That's it. 
communicate the message that you want to communicate in everything that you do, right? And so you can be successful without being a target. It's a lie. It's a lie that you, you're you going to be a target if you're successful. It's a lie. Lie, 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 lie. You can be successful and be totally safe, fine, happy, well, cool, wealthy, positive all the way around. Like it can be good vibes for you all the way around because you decide it's good vibes for you all the way around. All right. I think I have to end because I'm probably at time. Yeah, I did an hour. Um, so I'm going to do the rest of these. I'm going to challenge myself to do the rest of these and I might do it all today. I'm Amy of Intuitive Coaching with Amy. I just went through some common limiting beliefs that we hold on to uh, as creative people that keep us from showing up in our greatness, that keep us from pursuing the careers that are meant for us, that keep us playing small, that keep us not doing what we want to do, that keep us in dreamy, dreamy, dreamy land and not going for it, that keep us one day, one day, I hope, over the rainbow, when that over the rainbow life can actually be your life if you decide that it's going to be your life. And it starts with getting really clear about what you want and doing your career your way, not anybody else's way, and letting go of these limiting beliefs, reprogramming these limiting beliefs, calling these limiting beliefs what they are. And it doesn't mean these limiting beliefs are just, some of them will go away and you'll stop believing them, but some might stick around. And every time they show up, you just have to say, oh, that's not true. I don't have to live under the banner of that limiting belief. I don't have to limit myself based on some belief that is circulating in the community, right? So if you think you need to clean up your consciousness, you need to clean up your energy field so that you can be a match to the career that you want, I would love to support you. Information on my services can be found at intuitivecoachingwithamy.com. I'm an intuitive, like so I read energy very well and um, and I'm a coach. I can help you work through these limiting beliefs so that they're not impacting your day-to-day life. Information on my services can be found, again, at intuitivecoachingwithamy.com and pay extra close attention to the Elevate Intuitive Coaching Package. All right, I will catch you again on the next round of these. I think there's like 137 of them. And um, so, yeah, I'm going to do a series of shows and you can just go through them and listen and start reprogramming your own consciousness. Notice where you're holding these beliefs. Be willing to let them go. Be willing to choose a more true belief for yourself. And hopefully these shows can help you start to think in different ways so that you can be who you want to be. Thank you for listening. I look forward to connecting with you again. Take care. Goodbye.